The big idea. Community isn't that thing I do on Sundays. It is how I am who I am in Christ. I cannot be a Christ follower and not be in community. Our weekly identity statement, I am in Christ. I am one in Christ with my Jesus family. And our memory verse, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke six forty three through 45 As you probably know, I am an Ohio State Buckeyes football fan. When it comes to sports, there is no sport, either professional or college, that I care about more than Buckeyes football. I grew up in Ohio where football is a religion, and the temple of worship is the horseshoe in Columbus. Don't worry, it's not my temple. Growing up, the Buckeyes were always pretty good, but never great. Coach John Cooper didn't seem to have what it took to get the team to the top. When I was in college, they hired Jim Tressel. Everyone loved him right away when he announced how many days it was until the Buckeyes would beat Michigan. And they did. A year or two later, they won their first national championship in the BCS era, their first championship in many years by beating Miami of Florida. A couple of years later, they were back in the championship game playing the Florida Gators, and they got beat bad. Then again, they made it back to that championship game to play the same team, and again they were embarrassed. Who was the coach of that team? Urban Meyer. I didn't care for Urban. I didn't like his attitude. I didn't like the way he acted on the sidelines. I especially didn't like listening to him talk. Everyone was enamored with him on ESPN, but I couldn't stand the guy. In fact, I was really glad when he retired early. If I wasn't a Christian, I would have hated the guy. But you can't hate people as a pastor. It's not allowed. Well, after Jim Tressel got raked under the coals for nine months by ESPN and subsequently got fired, which I'm clearly over, and they had a 6-6 and season, you can probably guess my feelings when the Buckeyes announced that they had hired Urban Meyer to be the new head coach. I mean, this is the guy that beat us twice in the national championship game and then spoke braggadociously about doing so. But for the next however many seasons, that Urban Meyer was the coach of the Buckeyes. And I had a hard time supporting him as the coach. Yeah, sure, they won a national championship game, the first in the playoff era, but I still didn't like the way he talked. I loathed the way he acted on the sidelines. And when he retired last year, I was glad. Because there are things that are more important in college football than winning championships, unless you're Urban Meyer. What's with all the football talk? Isn't this supposed to be devotional about becoming like Christ? Yes, you're right, and there is a point. Jesus assembled an incredibly diverse group of men to be the twelve apostles. Luke 6.14, Simon, who was named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. At least five of the men were fishermen, maybe seven. Two of those owned their own business and were business partners, so they certainly had a history and were used to being in control. There were certainly men of other trades, probably carpenters Jesus knew from his days of being a carpenter himself. Some have said that each disciple had a counterpart who was their opposite. For instance, many contrast Thomas, who was slow to belief and exercise faith, with Peter, who was at times too rash. But none of the contrasts stand out as much as that of Levi or Matthew the tax collector and Simon the zealot. 
Simon was a part of a political party who despised the Roman occupation and regularly sought to overthrow their rule and reign, even going so far as to kill and form rebellions. Matthew was a tax collector. He was essentially a traitor to the Jewish people. He worked for the Romans and probably took advantage of his own people for his own profit. Simon wanted what was right for the Jews. Matthew was the traitor who worked for the other team. Matthew was Urban Meyer. He was on the other team, and the other team was winning. What did Jesus do? He put them in the same family. He put them both on the same team who would spend every waking moment with Jesus for a couple of years. They would eat, sleep, walk, work, and do everything together. And yet, as far as we know, not one fight broke out among them. There were no brawls in the alley behind the pub. But if you had put Urban Meyer in a room with an avid Buckeyes fan without a security guard after he had embarrassed the Buckeyes for the second time, I imagine the avid fan would have come out of the room holding at least one severed body part from Meyer. And that was just football. This was much more than a sports rivalry. Why would Jesus do that? Why would he pair up those guys? And while we're asking why, why wouldn't Jesus choose from the best of the best? Why not choose a Pharisee or a Levite who had much more of a foundation to work from? If for no other reason, Jesus must have done so to exemplify to us what it was going to be like to be a part of his family. Nothing that separated us before Christ could separate us after coming to Christ. Why? Because none of the things that were most important before were important at all anymore. Now, Jesus is most important. None of that stuff matters as much as following Jesus. When we're in community with other believers, we should expect that there will be diversity. We won't agree with everyone. We won't agree on sports teams. It baffles me that at our church in Vancouver, Washington, we have as many 49ers fans as we do Seahawks fans. We won't agree on politics. In fact, we might be staunchly opposed to the political views of others in our community. We might not agree on every little doctrinal issue that has divided the church for hundreds of years. But that's not the most important thing. At least it's not supposed to be. Unfortunately, a lot of people have left churches because they didn't think the pastor or the church was taking a strong enough stand on their political soapbox. When this happens, the only thing that is communicated to me is this. There is something more important to you than Jesus. How can I say that? By observing the disciples and the way they lived in community with Jesus. When Jesus was the most important thing to everyone, there were no divisions. When they started to put their own agendas first, then there were problems. In Christ, we can and should have the most diverse group of people that come together under the banner of Christ. There should be absolutely nothing to us that is more important than Jesus. And if everyone lives the same way that Jesus is over all, there is absolutely no room for division. Do you feel divided against the body? Do you feel like you just can't be a part of a church where this person believes something so differently than you do? Do you feel like you need to be where everyone around you is in perfect agreement with you? If so, chances are you've gotten some priority out of line. Because even if God led Urban Meyer to our church, as long as we both agreed that Jesus was the most important thing and Michigan was the worst, he and I could probably walk together in perfect harmony as Christ followers. Unity is not the same thing as uniformity. We don't need to all be identical in every way. We need to be united to Christ in every way. 
everything else must fall by the wayside. When God puts someone in our community who thinks differently than we do, it's a tremendous opportunity for us all. We can grow in our depth of understanding by having dialogue with someone who thinks differently than us. And we can grow in our unconditional love for one another, rooted and established in our love for Jesus. As long as Jesus is the most important thing to everyone, we can be perfectly united in our primary purpose, becoming like Christ. Our scripture focus for today is Philippians 2, 1-8. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking only to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes and think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Imagine yourself either being Matthew the tax collector or Simon the zealot. Now, imagine yourself sitting down for a meal next to or across from the other. Can you imagine what the conversation might be like? Second, reflect. Is there anything that has become more important to you than being unified with the body through Jesus Christ? Third, repent. Spend some time praying and ask God to change your mind and heart about each of these areas. Ask God to change your desire about anything that is in first place in your life. Ask God to help you to lay everything down except for following Jesus. And finally, thank God. Thank God for diversity. Thank God for the courage of Christ to assemble a team that set an example for the rest of us. And thank God for the opportunity to grow up in Him as we learn to love one another unconditionally. 